This is Hamilton County Goes to the Movies, and today we're talking about the Heartland Film Festival and their Shorts Festival, which happens at this time each year. Our guest is Julia Ritchie. She is a senior programmer for the Heartland Festival. Julia, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Great to be here. Looking forward to talking to you uh, about the festival. Also, Alec Toombs is back with us. He and Adam uh, uh, host Great A Movies, the uh, film and, and other reviews. So, a- Alec, great to have you back. Thanks for having me, Larry. Pleasure and, to be here. And Adam Austin, once again, is here. And I think we're all in our homes, unless, Julie, you're at the office. I, we're all, all of us are in our homes, I think, other than that. I'm at the restaurant. You're, oh, he's at his he's restaurant. Okay, he's a... I'll uh, I'll mute it. So I'll be on mute if I'm not talking. But just oh. uh, just a heads up there. <laughs> yes, Adam's a business owner, so he's taking care of his restaurant. So uh, by the way, it's a great restaurant, Donatello's, an Italian restaurant in downtown Carmel. In fact, we uh, record the podcast there quite often. So uh, thanks for everybody for being here, Julia. I want to start off the questioning of you because um, I was thinking when COVID really hit that at that point, film festivals were in big trouble. And you folks put your heads together and you put together something very creative for the short film festival. Please just give us a thumbnail sketch of what you're doing. Yeah, so for Indie Shorts International Film Festival, this is our third year doing it. Um, But this year we are doing a combination virtual online festival and drive-in screenings. So um, all of, all we have 128 short films divided into 18 uh, programs curated by theme that um, myself and our artistic director, Greg Sorvig, and I and our film programming interns put together. Um, and then all 18 of those programs will be available online on demand through the duration of the festival, July 21st through the 26th. And then select, there'll be five programs that will play at the Tibbs Drive-In in Indianapolis. Um, in the evenings. Yeah, I see that uh, you, you're starting most of them at 925, which I think is about as early as you can this time of year. But the only one yeah. that's starting late are the horror films. Yes. Yeah, we're very excited to be doing this this year. So this year is our first uh, year for our Heartland Horror um, uh, sidebar program. Um, we decided to branch into horror, horror films. Uh, and so we're going to have a program of horror, horror shorts Um at the festival as well, which is uh, great. Yeah, just as an aside, I have to tell you, when I was a young man, uh, the first time I ever saw Rosemary's Baby was at a drive-in during a thunderstorm. I, oh, wow. <laughs> I couldn't think of any better way to watch that film. Uh, Alec, yeah. Alec uh, you're next. Go ahead and ask your question. Um, I was looking through the, uh, the programming online, and was curious if I wanted to attend the horror screening, do I need to buy like a VIP pass or how does one go about uh, getting tickets to go to the Tibbs? Yeah. So Tibbs, you don't have to have a fest pass to go to the Tibbs. We do standalone tickets for all screenings. So basically, yeah, the two main ways you can experience festival are the fest pass and standalone tickets. Um, fest pass will give you basically for one price access to all programs um, VIP passes for both virtual and drive-in. Then we have a regular fest pass for just virtual. And then we have standalone tickets for everything. So if you just wanted to go to like one or two drive-in screenings, um, you can do standalone tickets. Cool. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Ad- Adam, you're next. So, Julie, I know you keep track of how a lot of your entries do after they're done with Heartland, whether it's the short film festival or the main festival. Uh, a lot of things go on to get Oscar nominated. 
know this is the kind of the short film festival is still kind of new, but uh, brag a little bit about some of your past entries and uh, where they've gone after being part of Heartland. Yeah, so we have a, an amazing track record for the Oscars. We are, um, so Indie Shorts and Heartland, we've been um, Academy Award qualified festival since um, 2010, I believe, 2010, 11, 12. Um, and um, since Indie Shorts branched off, we were, were still qualified, at Academy Award qualified in the live action short and the documentary short subject categories. And so what that means is, our grand prize winners for our narrative short and documentary short will automatically be considered uh, uh, for the Oscars um, without having to have a theatrical run, which is a huge deal for short films because you don't really see short films in a theater. Um, and so, yeah, we've had, um, since we've been Academy Award, quali- Academy Award qualified um, in both those categories, we have got, had seven Oscar winners uh, and 23 nominees come through our festivals which is amazing um the past two years we um the most recent winner we've had was uh, the documentary period end of sentence it was one of our uh, documentary short finalists it's now on netflix if you haven't checked that out yet um but yeah that won the documentary for or or won the oscar for documentary short um in 2018 yeah so two years ago and then um, this past year, um, uh, this yeah, this past Oscar season, we had three of our uh, we had our grand prize winner narrative Brotherhood get nominated, and our grand prize documentary St. Louis Superman get nominated, um, as well as um, our aunt uh, another documentary short that won our audience choice called um, In the Absence. So we've had a great track record. We basically had like last five years in a row, we've had a film at our festival be nominated for uh, win an Oscar. Yeah. And, and that, that brings a question to my mind. Uh, I'm just curious. Maybe this is a little inside baseball, but I think others might be curious. How do you get that certification as uh, that your winners in those categories will be considered by the nominating committee at the, uh, at, at the Academy? How does that, how does that work? How do you get that kind of certification? Yeah, there is there's an extensive application process, and there's a lot of factors that go into play. Um, we're one uh, we're about of about a handful of festivals that have qualification qualification in two categories. And it's very rare to have all three. We are hoping to get um, animated short qualification um, this year or next year. We, yeah, we yeah, it's basically just an application process, and they review all different aspects of the festival, um, you know, you know, number of films that you've ha- have of each type, how, you know, how many of them have gone on to win Oscars before get nominated. Um, yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of factors that go into play, but yeah, you, you just apply and, um, yeah. And we, yeah, we just got the documentary qualification in 2018, which is our first year of indie shorts. Alec, you're next. I was looking through uh, some of the films that you're going to be having uh, play at Tibbs, and it seems like you have some pretty big names involved. I, I noticed a movie uh, from Jonathan Glazer, uh, director of Sexy Beast and Under the Skin. Um, mm-hmm. There's another film by an actress I like a lot, uh, Janina Gavikar. I might be butchering her name here. Uh, but um, when you have bigger names such as these, do, do you seek them out, or do they seek you guys out? Um. A lot of times with short films, the names almost are not um, 
it's kind of different as opposed to a feature film because um, sure. a lot of a lot of times they're more involved more behind the scenes we don't really find out until they submit so it really kind of makes but we have most of these they all um they all submitted uh as well um but there is kind of a mix where we do if we see something in another, another festival for example um we will you know seek some things out or if there's something that's on our radar but yeah for a lot of these and we have a pretty extensive list this year of films that have big name ties. Um, and a lot of them kind of submitted through the process as well. That's awesome. Uh, Adam, you're next. So and a lot of big name directors who go on to direct features. Um, a lot of them start with uh, short films. Talk a little bit about that. Some of the directors that we kind of know and love, these short films were kind of the, the way they first got noticed. Correct. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm try- I can't really think of any specific examples uh, off the top of my head right now. But yeah, I think it's kind of goes both ways as well. A lot of people do start out with uh, short films before moving on to features. And then there are some um, directors like, you know, Jonathan Glazer, for example, who have, you know, their big name status already, and they, you know, kind of venture into different avenues as well. Um, yeah, but yeah, the Jonathan Glazer short is called The Fall, and it's part of our Heartland Horror, Horror Program. Yeah, I, th- I think that um, the short films have always been special for me. Uh, I when I go to a film festival, I don't, you know, and I go to when I can. I, I including Heartland. And at one time, as as you mentioned earlier, this is, I think the only third the third year you've had this the uh, short films at a separate festival. It used to be a part of the whole festival, and I always loved uh, seeing the short films for people who maybe don't know much about the short film genre. Talk a little bit about why it might be worth your while to, to check out a few of these short films. Yeah, I think with short films, you, you know, as they're organized into a package, as opposed to, you know, watching a bunch individually and trying to scramble through and try to figure out what, you know, of through 128 films trying to find, okay, what, what am I going to watch? Cause you know, endless scrolling is probably the, the, the most cumbersome aspect of watching something streaming. Um, but yeah, so with this, it's, you have a package of say seven to eight short films for one price. They're all curated by theme. They're all, they all play, we order them. So they flow and it's kind of a way, you know, you, you kind of get a mixed bag and you, you know, if, if there's, it's, it's, we all like to compare it to the Indiana weather. If you don't like what you're dealing with, uh, it will be, it'll be different in about 20 minutes. So yeah, so there's, a, you have, you have that variety and then, um, you know, there's no guarantee you'll like every single film, but, um, there's, there's something for everybody to like. I want to ask about one other thing before I turn it back to Alec. I, I noticed that you have a high school category and, uh, uh Adam and I, when we had our weekly podcast, brought in uh, some filmmakers from Hamilton Southeastern High School. They're trying to make it a credit course. It isn't yet. But they have a film club, and it's really just an extracurricular activity. And every year, they don't do just a short film. They do a full-length feature film, about 90 minutes or so. Talk about the high school competition. uh, What high school – are there any local high schools involved? And if not, just how do you – how big a net do you cast for these high school films? Yeah, so high school film competition um, we've been doing for several several years now. Um, I think since 2013 uh, or so, and it's um, we cast the net basically worldwide um, for high school aged uh, students to submit a film, um, 15 minutes or uh, shorter, 
and um, in uh, narrative, documentary, animated. And then we also have an Indiana category. And um, so we have a program of shorts um, that's about 80 to 90 minutes. And then that um, consists of all those films. And then we select four category winners. So the top narrative, documentary, animated, and Indiana high school student film of those uh of those um, high selected high school films, and those four will compete for the ultimate high school grand, plot, grand prize, the Summer White Lynch Memorial Grand Prize, which is a $2,000 cash prize. Um, and then the individual category winners um, each receive $500. But um, yeah, so we cast a wide net. We got submissions from all over the world. We have a, a wide range this year. We have a couple, we have a film from Australia. Um, we have um, some from all over the U.S. And then uh, we have our, our Indiana category winner this year is whipped cream cake from Carmel High School. Um, so, yeah, but yeah, we're always looking for, you know, we're always looking for high school submissions, especially from Indiana. And it's amazing to see the talent that comes through at such a young age. You, you kind of... Uh, you know, see, uh, you know, they, a lot of them go on to film school, um, do other great things uh, as well. Yeah, I, the, uh, there was one year that uh, HSC High School here locally in Fishers produced a film. I screened it, and I looked at these kids, and I said, did you learn from Bergman? I mean, this was, <laughs> I mean, it was like a film you couldn't, you would not expect a group of high school kids. It was a very high level, and it was really uh uh, it was amazing how they really you know, went for a high bar there. Alec, I'll let you take it from here. Okay. Um, I'm a big genre guy. I'm looking forward to uh, the horror segment as well as your comedy segment. Have you guys thought about uh, segmenting uh, presentations in other genres in the future? Yeah, that's something we always consider with the programs. Um, and I think those are definitely set ones. Um but yeah, a lot of the times the programs that we um, come up with, they kind of just form based on, you know, what rises to the top and what works well together. Um, I mean, sci- sci-fi is always something that we've been interested in exploring and doing. Um, and sometimes it works like it's worked out that way and sometimes it hasn't. But I would love to do, um, you know, kind of a set sci-fi program. And I think our audiences or the short film audiences have kind of responded to more of the genre type titles as well. So I think, yeah, I, I, you know, would love to see us do a sci-fi program. Um, but yeah, I think, yeah, with trying to think of other genres, but I think that like sci-fi fantasy ish stuff is kind of a, a popular genre in general in terms of short films. We get a lot of submissions um, the last couple of years with like people are doing like their spin on black mirror type stuff. Sure. Um, so yeah, I think that that would be something that, we, and that's something that we do consider um, as well um, as we're, as we're programming. Very good. Thank you. Adam, we'll bring you in again. So I'm glad you're doing this because I know, I don't know if there was consideration to to cancel the festival or just postpone it, but I do think uh, arts organizations, um, it is important to, um, to do something now. I think when you're out of sight, out of mind, it kind of can hurt. He's taking your reservation folks. (laughs) This this is his business. (laughs) Yeah. Um, 
you know, if you if you go away for a whole year, it's harder to kind of get people back into it the year later. Uh, even if you do something scale back like you're doing, I think it's important. I think it's good for the organization. Um, I wondered though, so when you're doing the virtual at home streaming, what kind of things are you encouraging or doing in order to um, make it feel like we're all together? Uh, sharing things on social media, people getting their Heartland shirts on, what kind of things uh, are you going to be doing there? Yeah. So yeah, we do have, you know, our social media marketing team is, you know, rolling out um, stuff that way to get people engaged. Um, our volunteers, um, since, you know, we can't have volunteers taking tickets or anything, we do have um, volunteers um, that are kind of working with us as kind of online ambassadors uh, to help, um, you know, spread the word and share the films that they're enjoying um, with their friends and family. And then um, in terms of, Engagement with the audiences, we are still doing Q&As with the filmmakers. Every program is going to have a Q&A. They're going to be online on the festival website. They're free. Um, so you don't need, you can still, you can still reserve a ticket to access them. So you can get a reminder, um, email reminder, or you can jump in that day. But we will have a live, initial live stream. There's a schedule for um, all the Q&As up on IndieShorts.org. And then if you can't make the live stream for whatever reason, they will be available on demand after, but um, you will have a chance. It will be like a, uh, a Zoom broadcast embedded into our ticketing site and there will be a chat function on there. So you can submit a question um, in the chat bar um, if you have a question for the filmmaker. So, um, but yeah, it will be great because a lot, you know, usually we bring filmmakers in to the festival, they're in attendance um, and you know, they come from all over the world, but obviously we can't do that. Um, so it'll be neat to have all these filmmakers coming from wherever they are around the world to participate in these Q and A's. And it will be an opportunity as well for, you know, they're not ever, some filmmakers might not usually aren't able to make it, you know, travel wise, but this time since everybody, you know, we're doing it online, um, it will be great to, you know, have people participate filmmakers and audience as well. Uh, worldwide who usually aren't able to come to the festival. See, when I was watching the movie at home, I wanted it to feel like a theater. So after I popped popcorn for my wife, I charged her $7. So... Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, don't worry. She'll get you back. <laughs> yeah, you will pay for that, my friend. <laughs> All right. Uh, that, that's that's great. Uh, uh, yeah, there, there are other ways to make it feel like a theater. I do want to ask about this idea of presentation and a couple of questions that I have for that. The first one is on the Tibbs drive-in. Did you approach Tibbs? Tibbs approached you. How did you work out the deal with Tibbs? Yeah, it was um, it was kind of like a mutual thing. I know like we, kind of, we were looking to do something uh, with uh, a drive-in theater, and we um, – yeah, we, we kind of yeah, re re reached out to them, and then they were – they were very they were very excited you know about it and they 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 are they were familiar with us already and um but yeah it was kind of just an ex, kind of it just worked out perfectly like both both excited to um, participate and include the film festival and it's just kind of amazing that you know drive-ins have been making a comeback uh with all this so really excited about this partnership yeah, I'm, I'm I'm the oldest of the crowd, and I have great memories of uh, of going to drive-ins as a kid. It was a family thing for us to do in those days. I do want to ask you this: there were 128, I think, total short films in the festival. How many of them have you had a chance to screen? 
mean, I've seen every single one that's been programmed. Okay, um, that's that's why. But, but that that's the that yeah. sets up the next question is uh, you've got uh, to have you've got to have just a few favorites. So if you're let's say doing yeah. the virtual, you're choosing the films you want to see. Anything you really that you think are must sees amongst uh, all the films you have in the virtual uh, lineup. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, I kind of like to go by program package, but I mean, our finalists, if you're kind of, if you're not really sure what to start with, I would definitely start with our finalists. They're the ones that are going to be, are competing for the top prizes in their respective category. They're from all over the world. Um, You know, some that have come from some top festivals. Uh, There's one uh, animated short called If Anything Happens, I Love You, and that is uh, co-written uh, and co-directed by one of the guys who uh, wrote Toy Story 4. Um, and it's executive produced by Laura Dern. Um, so, yeah, so there's that animated short. Um, yeah, I mean, there's uh, we have a fun program. We have a family-friendly program. So that, uh, that program is uh, shorts that are uh, good for all ages. Um, and, yeah, the whole family. Uh, we have a... Uh, Let's see. Gosh, there's so many. I mean, I love I love them all. Um, <laughs> we have a section called Powerful Portraits, and that's like, those are uh, short documentaries um, with some compelling subjects. A wide variety. We have a, a Return to Nature program with uh, films about um, the outdoors and people who are you know working to conserve the outdoors. We have a really cool documentary in that program called uh, From Curls with Love. It's done by a uh, National Geographic team who did Free Solo, um, Maru, a lot of those really cool uh, cinematography uh, documentaries, nature, and it's about um, a Russian volcano uh, scientist and the, 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 the visuals are incredible. Um, yeah. Oh, geez. Uh, we have a fun one program that I uh, personally kind of put together was the, uh, um, schools in session program and it's uh basically story centered around you know the take place in schools whether it's a documentary or a narrative and that's kind of a fun one um and there's a short that um we saw at uh the claremont ferrand short film festival in france called the school bus um that's a really fun uh fun story um about a turkish a turkish school teacher and it's a narrative uh, story in, uh, and yeah, in rural, it takes place in rural Turkey and there's the, there's no school bus to get the kids to the school. And so the teacher, um, decides to, uh, she purchases a van for the school and then she learns how to drive to, so she can drive the kids to school. And it's a really, uh, really fun story. Great. And again, you gave us an idea what to look for first, but yes, I, it, I don't blame you for saying they're all good. I'm sure they are. Uh, no, uh, no, no. And I, for every short film festival I've been to, including yours uh, in the past, uh, I've never seen a bad short film. Okay, last question oh, for Alec Toombs. I guess my only question is, and this, this may be a weird question or a question that might be difficult for you to answer, but is this kind of being seen as a, uh, as a dry run in regards to holding the feature festival in the fall. Um, yeah, I think that is, that is fair to say. And that is kind of what we are looking to do for the fall um, as well, depending on what happens with everything. But, sure. but yeah, I think, 
yeah, with this. And I think this was, this is a good opportunity for us to do that, this sort of uh, dry run as well. And, you know, we were really lucky to be able to have that option as well. Cause there were a lot of festivals in the spring, you know, like South by Southwest and some other huge ones that were in March when all this started and they had to make that tough decision to, you know, cancel or postpone until next year. Um, so yeah, with this, I think it gave us time to really work through all of the nuts and bolts and everything. And I think, yeah, regard, um, you know, regardless of what happens, I think, you know, we'll, we're kind of working through to see, um, you know, with our partner, um, Eventive, who is host our ticketing site hosts, they, you know, they do this for, for film festivals. And so it's made, it's made this process go really smoothly. Um, but yeah, I think, yeah, it's definitely, I think, you know, for all festivals, you know, that we're all keeping in touch with, it's a lot of trial and error and, um, yeah, we're excited to see how this works out and, um, you know, will definitely help us make those decisions for the fall. So stay tuned. Very good. Very good. And Adam, your last question of the day. So Julia, are you excited or dreading all of the quarantine art that's going to be coming out? Probably hasn't yet. Uh, all of the short films or features uh, centered around kind of what we all collectively went through as a country. Have you seen it yet? Are there, are there we, stuff yet? Yeah, we've actually, yeah, this, this season we did have some submissions come in that dealt with COVID like, and it was kind of towards the end because our, you know, submissions process ends in the spring. And so it would have been definitely tail end, but yeah, I know the next two, three years is just going to be a lot of, um, you know, COVID-19 pandemic related films. And I think, you know, in one way, I think it's kind of a mix of both excitement and dread because there's so many stories to tell with this. And I think, you know, there will be some that, you know, really stand out and, you know, present, and that's what we look for. We look for films that kind of present things in a a unique way. And I think, you know, I'm really excited um, to see what filmmakers do, whether it's a documentary or like a clever narrative. I'm waiting for like a really fun (laughs) rom-com centered around the pandemic like that. That will be if, we, if there's like a winning rom com out there um, centered around this. I think that will be that will be really fun. Like so, a mistaken identity because they're both wearing masks and they didn't they think you're somebody else. That kind of thing. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> or, yeah. Or just like an online. Yeah, I'm thinking about a first date with the masks on. You know, social distancing. That's uh, that that could be a comedy. <laughs> anyway. Uh, okay, I'll ask. Uh, just kind of wrap this up a little bit. Uh, First of all, uh, the just a couple of uh, reminders for people. This goes from July 21st through the 26th. The drive-in schedule begins Thursday the 23rd through Sunday the 26th of July. The, the horror program is Friday night at 11.25, and the award winners at the drive-in will be at, on uh, July 25th. So it begins at 9.25 each night. Um, Anything you want to just say at the end here, uh, Julia, you've done a really good job explaining it, and I can speak for Alec and for Adam. Uh, but all three of us are, are big fans of Heartland. Heartland's uh, become a, a, a worldwide-known festival. We're proud that it's here in Indianapolis, uh, and you've been very creative in trying to find a way to, to keep it going. So any final comments uh, before we go? 
Um, yeah, I think, yeah, just if you've never seen a short film before or, you know, never checked out a film festival, I, I think that there's something for everybody here. Um, and, you know, short films, it's kind of a new way to see the different types of stories are being told and also independent film as well. You're not going to see a lot of these films outside of, um, you know, film festivals and uh, that kind of thing. So you're going to, there's, there's just a great opportunity to see all different types of films from, different voices from all over the world. So yeah, we hope you uh, check it out if you haven't uh, checked it out before. And uh, the, the website to buy tickets, IndieShorts.org. Altogether, IndieShorts.org. Before we go, one last question uh, for you, Julia. You have been involved in researching documentary films. In like a minute or so, tell me what you learned through that experience. Yeah, um, yeah, I made... Um, uh, I was part of a documentary crew um, in college at Ball State where uh, we made a documentary about the Auburn uh, Automobile Company and the Auburn Ford Duesenberg Museum and the festival up there. And so, yeah, I was a researcher on that project. So um, it was just a really cool way. And it's kind of helped me in turn, you know, kind of relate to the filmmakers now in terms of knowing what it's like to be part of a documentary production. And, um, that type of storytelling. And I've always, I've always been super interested in documentaries and um, that process. And so, yeah, it's just, uh, just my, my analytical research, like forever curious brain uh, loves that kind of thing. You just heard Julia Ricci. She is a senior programmer for the Heartland Film Festival, talking about the short film festival coming up July 21st through the 26th, virtually and at the Tibbs Drive-In Theater. Uh, Julia, on behalf of Alec and uh, Adam, thank you uh, for joining us. Really enjoyed talking to you today. Yeah, thank you for having me. This is great.